just because you live in America or whatever country you live in right now that you are a resident in, like ask yourself, what would you do to fix your country? It's a great exercise to start getting the creative wheels and the problem solving wheels spinning. let's just say that you were president. And if you were, what would you do to fix America? So Craig Ballantyne and I got to talking here and we're like, what better people to talk about how to fix America than two foreigners who are basically guests in America. I yeah. come from Armenia, you come from Canada, yeah. and they somehow let you cross that border. Well, I, I, I said, hey, Sleepy Joe, look that way. And then I ran across the border and he was like, what? And I got I got passed. So that's how I got in here. But the reason I thought this was be this would be a great episode. And I was like, hey, Craig, let's just knock this one out uh, is because I think everybody should think this way. Just because you live in America or whatever country you live in right now that you are a resident in. Like, ask yourself, what would you do to fix your country? It's a great exercise to start yeah. getting the creative wheels and the problem-solving wheels spinning. And I think some of the greatest humans on this planet are problem solvers. If you look at Elon Musk and, and Warren Buffett and, and everybody above and beyond, they're problem solvers. And so let's talk about that, man. What would you do to fix this country? I think, first of all, I would do what I said I'm going to do, and I would be literal about it. So infrastructure bill, if I was going to pass one, the, the actual money would go to what it says it's supposed to go to. And if you take a look at it right now, it's like, I don't know, $2 trillion. And the amount of, it's like 10% actually goes to roads and bridges and all that stuff. So I would obviously not put that much money to it because I would say, listen, this is, if we only need $200 billion to go to infrastructure, then that's all it's going to be. And then I would not just start throwing the money around because this, like I would, I would also treat the money like a household budget. And they, like, they want to argue that that, like, no, this is just totally different. Well, you just can't make up money and go in debt, $28 trillion. This should be treated like money in, money out. Like I was, I was reading some facts today. Just from gasoline taxes alone, America generates $26 billion. Germany, Chris. Yeah, does $26 billion a year go to properly planned infrastructure projects on roads? Probably not. You know, Michelle and I were talking about where do all these tax dollars go to? Where do they, all this money come from? I would just, I would just fix the, the intake and the output with the money so it's not to go in debt. And you know what? That's going to mean tightening the belt, but tightening the belt can start with the government because it's just the spending is insane. Yeah. And to that point, as you and I come from the entrepreneurial world, yeah. and so if you're going to grow any one of your companies, if I'm going to grow any my, one of my companies, I can't outspend what I make. No. So if we just decided to actually run this like a business, yeah. or like you said, a household budget, because yeah. in, in your household, if you outspend what you make in your household soon, somebody's going to come and repossess your house, sure. right? You foreclose, or they take away your car. Yeah. What is at risk for the government? There's nothing at risk. Unfortunately, there is, because in China, it's the future. And, the, the future is, is what, yeah. what it's risk, but they keep kicking that can down the road. Yeah. And so if it was run like a business, like a household budget, then it really would be money in, money out. And we would go, all right, for every dollar that I'm going to spend, I need to hold this dollar accountable. 
And how's it gonna bring another 10 cents back? How's it gonna bring another 20 cents back? If I spend a dollar, can I get $2 back? Can I get a buck 50 back? As an entrepreneur, you and I spend our money that way. For every dollar I spend, can it bring me more back? Well, can it make, bring more back in infrastructure? Can it bring more back in quality of life? Can it bring more back by buying back time for the people who pay the taxes? Can it bring more back by national security? I, while I, they say they wanna do all that, going back to the first statement you've made, no, who's holding it? Who's verifying that a dollar brought back a buck ten? So instead, we go further and further and further in debt, and it's just that's not how you would run a business. That's not how you run a country. Um, and and yet, yet the other thing that kind of irks me about how what would I do to fix this country is I, I would truly start doing an audit. So when 2020 hit. March 16th, I announced to all Fit Body Bootcamp owners that, hey guys, we need to flatten the curve, so let's shut down our doors. And again, what we knew about the virus then, what it was a deadly virus, sure. it's killing people, blah, blah, blah. So based on what we knew in March of 2020, I said we've got a social obligation to our communities and to our clients to shut down our Fit Body Bootcamp locations, but don't worry, we're pivoting to online coaching. I had a solution of how they're still gonna make money. And so as we did that, um, we were able to to go on go on about our day. But one thing I also told our franchise owners and to our team here at HQ, I said, guys, we need to audit. In fact, you and I texted back and forth. Yeah. We said, one, figure out how we're going to make money, a new way of making money, yeah. which for our franchise owners, we're going to close down your gyms for two weeks, and you're going to switch to online coaching, and we're going to teach you how to do that. Two, the thing you and I were texting back and forth, which is just do an audit of all your expenses and go, what can I cut? Like, when was the last time as a country an audit was done? Just so you know, March 16th, I, I requested all franchisees to shut their doors for two weeks, which ultimately ended up being 10 months, but we pivoted, we did fine, etc. But here at HQ, Joan and Jesse did an audit and they saved us within the first month. By April 16th, we had saved uh, $14,000 a month. So. Up until March of 2020, we were just spending an additional $14,000 a month, which is the equivalent of two people's payrolls on just recurring software fees and this fee and that fee and Google Meetup that we didn't need. When we did the audit, we found that we saved $14,000 a month. Like when was the last time an audit was done on a country in different departments and then at the state level and then at the county level, at the city level? What are the millions and trillions of dollars that we can save and reallocate towards more important things. Because going back to what you said, $28 billion in gas taxes, if we just audit where that one piece is going, I bet we'll find that we need a third of those tax dollars to do what they are actually doing, which means two thirds of it could actually be allocated towards something more valuable that the citizens would really benefit from. Yeah, and okay, so the next one, and I know that you and I have actually chatted about this before, but anybody who becomes a politician must at some point have had a real job, a real job, preferably actually ran a A business. If, If you're a career politician, if you've never been paid by anybody but the government, like in Canada, we have uh, Justin Trudeau. He, he was a teacher and then he was a politician. <laughs> He's never been paid by anybody other than the government. And that's why we have such a horrible rollout of the vaccine. From what I understand is he promised to buy a whole bunch, but then never put a delivery date on it. Like any entrepreneur would know that there's got to be deadlines in here right. to get, get my vaccine. It's like my mom's yeah. 79 and just got vaccinated. Holy smokes. Yeah. Like, and wow. then I was just in Colorado the other day, and anybody over the age of 16 can be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Somebody's doing something decent in terms of the rule. Biden's got it right. 
<laughs> he did it all. Yeah. all right. yeah. For those of you who are listening to this on iTunes, I just winked at Craig sarcastically. There you go. So, so like, have a real job. Understand how money works, like, in the real world. And then you can be a politician. Yeah. But you can't just be a career government employee because the government does not produce. It only consumes. Yeah. Governments do not create jobs. They just print money and spend money. Sure. And, and when, when needed, they can just justify raising taxes, raising taxes on your food, raising taxes on clothing, raising taxes on your gas, on your property, yeah. et cetera. And at the end of the day, well, it's not then, really your property. Because, yeah. It's not you really try, your... try not paying your property taxes mm-hmm. and find out who really owns your house. Right? Correct. Correct. And of course, what do they say? They go, hey, don't you worry. Again, if they were actual entrepreneurs before they became political leaders, they would then not make the statement of, well, don't worry, I know we raised our taxes, but we're going to increase, uh, not unemployment, minimum wage. Well, if you're going to increase minimum wage, don't you think that I, as an entrepreneur, I'm smart enough to take away their 21 days of paid time off and I'll bring it down to three days? And don't you think that I'll just raise the rates for my franchise and instead of $50,000 buy-in fee, I'll charge $60,000? In other words, I'm going to push that cost of higher employee pay onto my employees and my customers. I'm not gonna feel it. I'm gonna do everything I can to not feel it. And so when they tell the people that don't worry, we're gonna raise uh, the minimum wage, and everyone's like, yippee, McDonald's is gonna pay me $15 an hour, or whatever, are they? Or is McDonald's gonna raise the cost of Big Macs and soda pops and French fries, and therefore, at the end of the day, when you are not working and you come through your own McDonald's that you work at, you're gonna pay more for that goddamn burger that you're putting down your gullet anyway. Uh, when I was in Norway four or five years ago, do you know how much a Big Mac costs? A Big Mac, not the meal, a Big Mac. No clue. 14 US dollars. Holy crap. But but people people make this big deal. Like Norway has the greatest like uh, um, you know family revenue. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, but they need the greatest family revenue in order to go to McDonald's even just for a meal. You so, know what's funny, dude, is yeah. everyone thinks that the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Like the statement here in the US is, look at Canada, their healthcare system, it's free. And then of course, I like all my Canadian friends, they come to the US to get their surgeries because yeah, if you do have to get an ACL re- uh, reconstruction 19 months from now, sure. it is free. You're yeah. right. And then what am I hearing you say? You're like, look, kids and 16 year old kids in fucking Colorado are getting their vaccine shots. Your mom's 79 years old. Poor woman who makes amazing smoke pork chops, by the way. She can't uh, wait to have you back. I can't wait to be back. I'm going to show up with so much Trulian products for her that she's going to feed me more. Smoke Bring a Trump pork shirt. Chop. too. She really she really would love. It. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, no. I'm like, wait, she told me she doesn't. She sent me, you know, she sent me a whole letter. Oh, I yeah. forwarded you the letter, right? Yeah. She sent me a whole letter bashing Trump. And I was like. Yes, Marlene, you're right. Send. <laughs> my, my fiance Michelle and I think that my mom has a crush on Trump. Really? Like a secret crush? Yeah, because she goes, I don't like him. And then all she does is watch CNN Trump ah, shows. You know? I love that. Yeah. I love all right. that. All right. Next thing, it might be the last one for me, but the next thing is just take away all the friction from letting people start a business and make money. I mean, kids can't even start a lemonade stand. You know, I've heard stories about cops showing up and stopping kids from having a lemonade stand. Kids as young as 10 years old. Yeah. Like, this is this is supposed to be like what this country was built on. You know, entrepreneurship, um, individualism, the opportunity to go out and do stuff. You know, the American dream that you and I still believe in, mm-hmm. still know is possible. Like, just let it be possible. Stop putting all that friction in the way that you have to have, you know, 34 parking spots if your business has a thousand right. square feet or something like the crazy stuff. 
Come on, man. But but again, it goes back to what you said in the beginning, that if they were entrepreneurs, if they've actually had to be hold money accountable. Or if, work in a business. Or, or worked in a business, they would know that it's not just as simple as some idealistic views of, no. for, for example, California yeah. had a color system. Like, all right, we're, oh, I'm sorry, had a n number system. All right, we are phase three, we're at phase four, we're at phase one in terms of the coronavirus and whatever. Yeah, one okay. day Canada's color system where red was not actually the worst phase, mind-blowing. Well, California Newsom decided to follow you guys apparently because one day we woke up here and the fucking number system, Craig, was changed to a color system. But it wasn't like the typical colors that we know. Like green, yellow, red? Right, which would kind of give you an idea because when you're driving on the road, you're conditioned to know what green, yellow, red means. Yeah. It was like magenta and fuchsia and some weird shit that you still... <laughs> it's like, first of all, why did the number system change to a color system? And then what is this like convoluted color system that I can't even understand? I think it's the colors of the Teletubbies. It might be. Yeah. It might be. But ultimately, and the one thing I want to say is like, how would we fix America as two foreigners sit here, one from Armenia and one from Canada, sit here and figure out. By the way, if you're going to don't send me a DM telling me that I'm saying Canada wrong, because I understand it's Canada. I'm but, saying it wrong. Right. Craig's saying I'm it encouraging wrong. this. Right. So when people are like, oh, I just started listening to your podcast and Canada spelled is actually it's not Canada. Like, I get it. It's a 12 year running joke between me and Craig. Yes. Let me have my fucking fun. <laughs> um, anyway, obviously low blood sugar, I need to eat sushi. Uh, going back to what I was saying, the other thing is how would I fix America? It's, it's simple. I wouldn't turn crises into a business. And I'll give you a great example. Here in California, we have the highest level of homelessness that we've ever had. Now, when you turn homelessness into a business, you start looking for more, look at all the homelessness we have. We need more federal funding, give oh, us yeah. more money. Yeah. If you turn it into a service where, hey, we're gonna try and rehabilitate these people who are either on drugs or who are schizophrenic or whatever and put them in a process, through a process of rehabilitation in terms of a service to put them back in the workforce and not on the streets, then you won't be looking for money from the federal government. And so, so often states especially will take a crisis and turn it into a business to get more funding instead of a service to the community to get rid of homelessness, not only for the homeless people who are living in encampments and in tents and under bridges, yeah. but for the great people of that city who are walking, getting their morning walk and don't have to feel like they're gonna get attacked by a schizophrenic crackhead. Yeah. You know, uh, but again, at the end of the day, what do we know? We're just a couple of fucking foreigners. I'll tell you what, B, I was in Vegas. I, you know, I've been all over this country and and this I had a talk with an Uber driver the other night. He was a former truck driver all across America and Canada and blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, what do you think? Tell me, are Americans more similar than they are different or more different than they are similar? And he said, aside from Boston, the rest of America is just all the same. They're all just good people that that want to get along, want the best for their families. And he said everybody in Boston is just like kind of a, a an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious, are they good or are they not? Okay. So they're just assholes. Right. Got yeah. it. All right. Like well, Robbie Boston, Bl we love like you. Robbie Blanchard. Yeah, yeah, yeah Robbie Blanchard. That's right. No, and, and yeah. but, but at the end guy. of the yeah. day, at the end of the day, um, if I was president, I would remind people over and over and over again that. If you are American and you, well, if you live in America and you're American, you are more like one another than you are different. Yeah. And let's be okay with that. And let's be okay to have difficult conversations. And let's be okay to say, eh, I, I see what you got going on there. 
don't love it, you go do you. You know, don't tread on me. Um, Did you see? Live free or die, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Full circle there. Did you see what uh, what's trending right now with Charles Barkley? Yeah, like right? yeah. That's exactly what you're. That's, yeah, you, Charles like you Barkley. Nailed it. Like he had a, Charles Barkley nailed it. He's yeah, like, same. you know what? Black people and white people in America are more alike than they're not than than being different. Yeah. We 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 have the same concerns. We have the same desires. We have the same wants for our kids, and we get along just fine. There's always that tiny little half a percent, one percent of any population of any demographic of any country that are going to stir the pot. However, when you shine the light on that one percent, because yeah. it helps your agenda by creating division, so that you can get power, so that you can have more money, then you don't have a reason to show similarities, yeah. to say that, hey, as a leader of our country, as a president of our country, I see that we're more alike than, than not. And so I know there's assholes on both sides of the fence, and those assholes will always be there years after we die. Yeah. But the rest of us, guess what? Like you said, live free or die, and love your country, and be good to your neighbors. And that's yeah. really what people want. Yeah. But if we keep showing that cops killed people and that, Come on, really? How many cops are saving the day every fucking hour across yeah. this country? Yeah, yeah, and you know, so Michelle and I, we in the last three weeks, we've been in Miami, Tampa, Denver, Vegas, here on flights. People are kind to to each other. People are getting along. Man, it's just America. Yeah. F yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And to that point, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode of The Empire Show. As always, be sure to take a screenshot, tag myself and Craig, share this episode, and of course, go on the old iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and we would greatly appreciate it. Peace.